Welcome back to the Minimize podcast, where we help you unlock the life of your dreams. And today, this episode is really cool. It's something uh, Eamon and I have been talking about for a little while now. But I think with the podcast, we seem to talk a lot more from a stance of like authority, which still has a place and value. But I guess it kind of disconnects us a little bit from our audience because we still have a lot of struggles and we still have a lot of insecurities and anxiety that pops up. So in today's episode, we really wanted to talk about some of our struggles that we've been going through recently um, and just keep it a bit more kind of casual and a bit more kind of personal in the sense that, you know, things are tough. Life can be tough. And no matter how how hard you're trying to master your mindset or master your ego, whatever it may be, like all of these things can be, I guess, fleeting or they don't last forever. Like things can, curveballs can knock you off. And um, yeah, Eamon and I constantly are experiencing struggles and reflect on that together. So um, yeah, for this episode, that's kind of what we want to talk about. Do we have, um, maybe we, we probably have different things that, that we're, we're struggling with at the moment. Yeah, so um, we can just go like one at a time and just maybe talk about those different um, different things really. Yeah. But just like to build on what you're saying there, it's like, you know, like we obviously try to, not necessarily try to portray that we're like, you know, these self-development guys that are like crushing and stuff, but I suppose that's potentially how we like come off. Um, and, you know, we are into like obviously self-development, that's why we have this podcast, but really like the reason we have this podcast is almost like a journaling tool for us to like, you know, express all the things. Like we're literally just giving advice to ourselves, you know? Mm. Um, and yeah, like, but yeah, what we don't actually talk about is that it's like most of the time we're definitely not crushing it, you know? Like we <laughs> we don't have it all together, you know? A lot of the time, you know, especially recently, like I've been going through some stuff and it's just like, you know, have not been on top of stuff. And then, you know, you kind of it kind of ebbs and flows and it comes in waves, you know, and then you get back on top of it when you realize what's going on. Mm. Um do you have one on the top of your mind that you want to like kick it off with or? Yeah. So I'd say my struggles would, would be more so around like, I guess my financial situation. Um, and I think. Dan's a poor bee. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because now that I've reflected on it a lot more and thought about it and talked to a few people, um, I've kind of started to understand where I think the root cause of that is. Um, but it's just interesting how certain triggers or certain events can kind of increase your anxiety or or make you become more aware of something that you are maybe insecure about. Um, so for me, like with the the financial side of things, I recognized that it was almost like this comparison that I was putting on myself as to where my mum is positioned in life and like where she is financially and how she values money um, and values like, you know, nice things, right? So obviously that's been modeled onto me through growing up, even though, you know, like when I was younger, we weren't in a great financial situation. Like mum was definitely struggling. And I remember her telling me a lot of stories around like, you know, only just having enough money to get bread or only just having enough money to kind of survive for the week when when we were living in England. Um, so it was really tough for her. So I guess now that she's in a position of financial security and she's doing really well for herself, I would imagine there's a lot of protective elements to her around like how important that is. Because if you imagine coming from a position of struggling to then like being financially viable, um, that's obviously something that she values and something that's really important to her. So I think maybe like that comparison, the way that she would maybe communicate about money or place a high value on money made me f like reflect quite frequently on like, well, Dan, like you do lots of different jobs and you're trying to, to find, you know, create a life for yourself that is fulfilling and something that you really enjoy. Um, but like, if you look at it in like a conventional sense, like you're not you're not doing the most like viable thing to make decent money as such. Like I'm trying lots of different things and doing lots of different tasks that I enjoy. 
Um, but I guess when you look at a conventional, like if I look at my mom or other people who like middle to upper class, like they typically work, you know, an average kind of job and they work really hard to pay off a mortgage, right? Or they work really hard to set themselves up in a life that they're happy with. Um, and I guess like that was never, never really anything that was like the highest value for me. My highest value was always like finding things that I really enjoy out of life and pursuing those because they bring me purpose and fulfillment. So long story short, I think that's kind of where where I'm at. And it's still something that comes up to this day. Like I still think about it or it's still kind of, especially with my job being a little bit like all over the shop where when holidays come up, because I, I work in a school system, when school holidays come up, there's a period of time where like I don't get paid for that job. So I have to kind of make that money in other ways, which every single time it works out, but there's still this insecurity that comes up. And it's almost like a, are you failing feeling? Yeah. Of like, I'm not good enough, maybe. So and, that's kind of where I'm at, yeah. And so, you know, like, firstly, like how did that like kind of make you feel like when you actually had that, like how long did it take you for, for you to like recognize those patterns? And then like, what did you, what have you done to kind of like, you know, to change it? Like, to open yeah. it, you know? Yeah, so I guess like the patterns, I was aware of them, but they were more of a feeling than a thought. I, I think I identified the feeling before I identified the thought, where like the feeling was I, maybe I'm not good enough or am I making mistakes kind of thing. And that wasn't like a thought. That was almost like a feeling of just not being worthy potentially. And it was a subtle kind of feeling. It was like an anxiety. Um, but after I started to unpack it and identify where I think, because again, these are all theories. This is what I think. This is what I've identified the problem as. Um, but who knows, you know, there could be so many other factors, but I think like just me identifying that I was comparing myself to someone else who has a completely different life and it's unrealistic for me to think that way. That's where I started like almost, I guess, reverse engineering it and thinking, well, Dan, like you've made the decision to be a YouTuber, create podcast content, you know, want to work in, in in a counseling industry, but have a job that's fulfilling, not a nine to five job, but something that is really enjoyable and identifying that w the decisions I've made have actually been uh, coming from a place of purpose and not coming from a place of like financial viability. So I guess once I started reflecting on that, I was like, okay, well, I'm doing what I set out. I'm doing things that are enjoyable. It's not like I'm, you know, significantly struggling, like things are great if anything like I'm, I'm grateful for the position and everything that's happening so it's kind of like just taking myself away from other people and taking my way myself away from the expectation of like society for example to like do a particular thing to then buy a house get married all those kind of things and kind of removing myself from that and just going well the reason you're doing this is because you really enjoy what you're doing and it it fulfills your purpose i think that's kind of where i've been at recently yeah, and it's really hard when, like, you know, your paradigm is different to the norm because, like, you can, yeah, you can feel the pressure of the paradigm of, like, everything else, like society and everything just, like, pushing against you, even though it's literally, like, made up in your mind. Like, you mm -hmm. know, you might see it, like, portrayed on TV or whatever a lot or, or you know, you see, like, your friends from school is getting married or whatever and you're like, oh, I should be doing that. But it's like, but is that what you really want to be doing? Like, is that person actually happy or are you just peeking at the one thing that signals potential success to you based on, what everyone else says success is mm. and then that gets in your mind and puts these pressures on you kind of thing but it's all just made up in your head because you you believe in your paradigm that that aligns with your values and mm. that's what you want to do but then all of a sudden you get yeah anxious you know because other people are, you know so it's like and this is like it is because it's like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with having that life if that's what you want you know but for a lot of people especially if you're into like self-development and stuff like chances are you're gonna do something that's like outside of the norm like you're gonna want to have your own business you're gonna want to 
push your hobby and you're going to get people telling you why you're doing that that stupid you're going to fail at that mm. you know and, and you're going to see everyone else doing normal things and that pressure is just immense hey like mm. yeah it really is man <laughs> so, I, I find it all the time when i'm talking to people it's kind of like this i feel a little bit foreign i feel like i'm kind of away from from the norm as i you know talk to typical typical kind of people in a workplace and they're like yeah yeah you know just just working this week just nine to five and then i might go and walk the dog or whatever and it's like there's again there's no judgment there's nothing wrong with that that's a beautiful thing if that's what you enjoy but my mind obviously doesn't work that way and i think when i've found myself in a position where i work a job that i don't love and i find myself going through that grind of just doing it consistently i don't I, i start feeling unhappy like there's a lot of like mental health battles i have in that position because i guess maybe the way I, I wanted to set my life up yeah yeah and so like that obviously comes with a lot of yeah like consequences like you know if you're an entrepreneurial type you want to have your own business like that is going to take a long grind and commitment for you to actually see the success that you want you know what i mean it's like yeah. you may not actually be as wealthy as a lot of other people for a very long time you know what i mean and then you mm. start to see all of your friends get you know, in high positions and workplaces and things. And then that pressure builds up even more mm. where you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. What am I doing? What I'm, you know, I'm getting scared. It's like, no, just keep doing the thing yeah. and it will come kind of thing. That's like it, consistency, yeah. you know? Because this is the lifestyle I've chosen. Yeah. And sometimes I just have to remind myself, it's like, Dan, this is the lifestyle you've chosen. This is the byproduct of what you're trying to achieve. Of course, it's going to be inconsistent. Of course, there are going to be things that aren't going to be smooth because that's kind of what I've chosen for myself. Yeah, nice. But what about for you? What kind of things have you been going through? Well, yeah, man, like my number one problem in life and, you know, like this is where a lot of the podcast episodes are like are based around mm. uh, is just like having so many thoughts, you know, like, and it, like, again, like if you are a person that's similar to us or relate to anything we're saying in the podcast, chances are you, you might be like this. It's like, basically you probably have a f- high frequency of thoughts um, and that is, you know, a blessing and a curse, you know, and I've, again, I've just finished this book called Chatter. And what was the other book? Driven. Mm-hmm. Um, two very good books if you, uh, you know, relate to anything I'm saying here. But it's like basically like, you know, being driven is a um, like biological trait. Um, what's the word? It's a um, when it's passed down to you. Genetic? It's, it's, yeah, it's genetic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, having a high frequency of thought, like there's a, there's a purpose to that. And that's to obviously protect you from your environment in short. But definitely check out those two books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely life-changing. Um, but yeah, it's like, basically I'll literally just have so many thoughts on a day and it doesn't matter how mindful you are, you know, like you're never going to catch all of them. You're never going to be aware of all of them. And, you know, no matter what, if you have a thought, it's, it's going to affect your life because it's spent an amount of time in your head, even if it just goes away and then you just keep listening to music or whatever it is that you're doing at the time. You know what I mean? But, you know, if you have that thought and then you have it an hour later and then you have it, you know another hour later and you don't catch all of them and they have it over over a number of days and then weeks or whatever, you will start to identify with that thought. And it could just be entirely made up and it will just turn into a problem. Mm. And this is literally how like most of my problems manifest in terms of like, I just have thoughts enough that my mind identifies with them and creates an issue around it. Mm. And yeah, obviously that amplifies the problem in terms of like, A, it's probably not even a problem at all. And B, like, if it is, then it's like, it probably has a very simple solution, but I just amplify it to the point where it's like, it feels like it's this huge thing. And then it just weighs so heavy on my mind for a very long time. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm just like suffering through this thing, which is not even anything worth like suffering over, you know? I mean, like, you know, there are obviously larger issues where it's like, you know, you're just having um, a lot of thoughts. What's the word when thoughts aren't welcome? Intrusive thoughts. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that's it. They're just intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um 
which is yeah, like almost compulsive, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's my like literally main problem in life is that it's like I just think up problems, you know. Yeah. And chances are, you know, everybody does this. Like whether or not you have a high frequency of thoughts or not, like your mind does this. Like it's just throwing thoughts at you to mm. protect you from your environment. You know what I mean? Yeah. But because we're in a modern environment, we're way more safe, mm. so the, our environment isn't actually as threatening. So we don't even need to have those thoughts around them. But it's like it's more like a social thing. It's like, oh, did I say this thing in this scenario? And then. All of a sudden, you think up this big thing, and next time you see that person, you're like awkward around them, but they've just like totally forgotten about it because it wasn't even an issue. Yeah, <laughs> but you just made it up. Like, so that's my main thing. I've noticed it a bit more recently. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's like the like it happens way more when just my habits slip, man. Like, you know, if I if I'm not like meditating every day, and and I'm I've been really trying to meditate with more intention in terms of like I recently listened to Sam Harris's book Waking Up, and he gave me a little reminder that it's like a lot of people when they meditate. They're just thinking with their eyes closed, you know? So it's like, that's not even meditating. You just have your eyes shut. You're just <laughs> calling it meditation, but you're just thinking, you know? <laughs> but literally the idea is that it's like, as soon as you notice a thought, bring yourself back to um, awareness or, you know, the breath or whatever you're focusing on or nothing. Mm. And that is literally the training game to be like, you know, because then like when you're doing that, if you're doing that every day, because again, there's a high frequency thing, like when thoughts pop up, and then if you, like, as soon as you can, you notice that you're having a thought and that's just an object in consciousness. It's not you having it. It's just happening. And that, like, because I've been meditating more intentionally than when I'm going throughout the day, um, it's way easier that when a thought pops up, I'm like, oh, wait, hold on a second. That's a thought. And that's not me having that thought. It's just something that's happening in my brain. So it's not actually of value to me. I can let it go. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And even when it is thinking about something that could be of value to me, I'm like, is this actually real estate that I want in my brain that's taking, you know, taking up right now? Or could I just be like present right now? Mm. And it's really hard to find that balance, you know? But yeah, that's the been the main practice for me is like, you know, very, very intentionally meditating. And it's hard because it takes a lot of brain power, you know? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, and I think a lot of people are, are plagued with overthinking or plagued with a high frequency of thoughts do you find so you mentioned meditation yeah do you find are there like particular moments where the mental chatter is louder like for example if you haven't slept as well or if there are is that if there's like lots of different things going on that are causing stress like do you find that there are patterns that are predictable in the sense of like certain environmental factors can cause the chatter to be more intrusive like, well, yeah. how do you how do you combat it besides meditation yeah that's that's a good question i mean I, I think like definitely yeah if i don't have a great sleep um but generally if i don't have a great great sleep this because my other habits on in order like i'm not going for my you know daily 20 minute walk or i'm not doing my workouts you know i'm not having social time i'm not doing my meditation and then so like you know i'm having those that mental chatter before i go to sleep and so that's keeping me up a little bit and then i have a worse sleep and then that's you know, and then it just triggers this effect of like, you know, mm. um, what was the second part of that question? Is that and like, how do you combat it besides meditation? Like in the moment, do you have strategies for yourself or things that seem to help you? Again, it's your experience. It's not like, you know, it works for everyone. But I mean, do you find yourself having a specific, I guess, mantra that you'll say to yourself or thought pattern or an activity that you do that can kind of get you back into the present? Not necessarily in, in the moment, but I find, yeah, obviously like when I do the that intentional meditation Mm. I'm able to recognize stuff way sooner, you know, and also recognize, because as I said, it's like, you know, we, we like to label the ego as like slippery here because it so is. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, you could have a thought like once. And then as I said, you know, over the number of days and weeks, and it could even be months and even years, you know what I mean? Yeah, just snowballs keeps building. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you don't notice it at all the whole time, you know, mm. and then, and then one day you snap and go, wait a second, 
this whole thing that I've just built up, like there was this been like applying stress and pressure to me and making me feel a particular way over the hot last year is just entirely made up from a thought that I just let slip constantly. Mm. And that's where I think a lot of people find themselves in different positions because like that's one thing that's happening and there could be 10 of those happening at one go. You know what I mean? And all these things are just building up or whatever. And it's like you have a thought and then all of a sudden you identify with that thought and it's just like deep rooted into yeah. your ego. And then all of a sudden you're living a particular way and you're like, oh, I don't want to be living this way. It's like, well, well how would I get this way? It's like, I just wasn't paying attention to what is happening in my head. Like, yeah. you're not being the, you're not policing your thoughts, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like the other thing, like, um, I think I mentioned too, like, I've cut out, um, when I go for my walk in the morning, I've cut out, um, like, listening to anything, like, in headphones, because just be, you know, I'm a bit of a speedy boy. I like to do a million things at once. So I'd have a podcast playing at two times speed while I'm doing my walk. And, you know, like you've literally just woken up, you know, like from <laughs> yeah. your sleep. And it's like, all right, slam my brain with a million information, you know, and then I'll get home. And as I said to you, I think on the other day, like, you know, it's like I'll, I'll eat my breakfast, but I'll also be like scrolling on Reddit and listen to a podcast <laughs> on two times speed after my morning walk where I'm, you know, so I'm trying to just cut out those, like, you know, so I don't listen to anything on my morning walk. And I think that's made a huge difference as well. Because as soon as you wake up, you're just like, you're fresh and you're, you know, like any thoughts that are coming in, it's just like, all right, well, all right, I'm starting to adapt to be awake now rather than just slamming with, you know, information. And then, you know, when I'm eating my breakfast, it's like, okay, only just look at Reddit or only just have a podcast. You know, it's like not really sustainable. Like some days I'll just have just eat breakfast and that's, you know, I feel like it makes a difference on my day. But mm. yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. If anything in this episode has resonated with you and um, maybe we've hit a few nails on the head or there have been things that you've um, really connected with, we would love to hear from you. That's literally why we do the podcast. We love to connect with people and, and hope to, I guess, empower people or hope to share some sort of vulnerable, vulnerable vulnerability in us that might um, help you reflect. So definitely send us a direct message on Instagram. Leave us a review. Uh, if you've got any thoughts, any reflections, we love hearing from you. And um, yeah, definitely, if uh, this episode meant something to you, please make sure to uh, leave us a review. Be as honest as you want. Uh, if you didn't like the episode, we would love to hear from you as well. We're always here to improve and develop. Um, but that's the end of this episode. So thank you so much for tuning in and we will chat to you in the next one.